Welcome to the Grad School Femtoring Podcast, the place for first-gen students of color to prepare for grad school. This is Dr. Yvette Martinez Fu, and I will be serving as your femtor, providing you with tips and tricks and everything else you need to know to get into and successfully navigate grad school. For over 10 years, I've been helping first-gen students of color get into top grad programs in their field, and I'm really excited to support you on your academic journey too. Before starting today's episode, I have a quick announcement. I'm currently accepting clients for my one-on-one coaching sessions, as well as speaking engagements for this calendar year. If you're interested in working with me, please consider scheduling a free consultation. Another thing I do is I offer one free coaching session to anyone who leaves me an honest podcast review on Apple Podcasts. So if you're curious and you'd like to test it out, uh, test out coaching with me before even scheduling a consultation session, you can do that. You can do that by leaving me a review and then emailing me at gradschoolfemtoring at gmail.com to get started. Similarly, if you're involved with any departments, organizations, centers, and you would like to bring in someone to host workshops or to provide a keynote, please consider reaching out to me. I offer workshops and talks related to grad school preparation, personal development, and sustainable productivity strategies. Those are the things that I love, love, love teaching about. And um, I also cater my work to first-gen students, BIPOC students, non-traditional students, parenting students, (laughs) um, neurodivergent students, and disabled students as well. Um, especially given my own lived experiences uh, with those identities. So again, if you're interested, please consider emailing me for more info. I'm happy to send you a copy of my media kit and my workshop flyers. I look forward to hearing from you, okay? Now back to today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Grad School Femme Touring Podcast. This is your host, academic coach, author, and speaker, Dr. Yvette Martinez-Vu. And today I have an episode where I'm going to be sharing five easy ways to say no and set boundaries in grad school using email scripts. I thought I'd share some email scripts today because I regularly notice folks and different academic spaces talking about the need to set boundaries and how it's really good and healthy for you, that you need to advocate for yourself. And one of the things that has always been stressful for me, or at least it was back when I was a grad student, learning how to set boundaries, learning how to advocate for myself was the how. People keep saying, do it, do it, do it. But I would always wonder, how do you do it? As a recovering people pleaser, as a recovering perfectionist, it was really hard for me to practice setting boundaries, practice advocating for myself because I was afraid of, um, what was the word, like disappointing others. I was afraid of how others might perceive me, that that they might not like me, that I would be considered 
difficult that people would change their mind about me, that they would stop inviting me to things, that I would lose out on opportunities. These are all the limiting beliefs that I had about why it wasn't good for me to set boundaries and why I continued to time and time again, say yes to too many things and overwork myself and push myself, not just to the point of burnout, but to, to the point of developing a chronic illness. So please listen up because the email scripts I'm sharing today are meant to help simplify the process of setting boundaries for yourself, healthy boundaries for yourself. And um, I don't think I mentioned this enough, but on my website, gradschoolfemtrain.com, if you go to my podcast link, uh, each episode has a transcript. And so if there are any of these short email scripts that you would like to use, you can actually download a copy of the episode transcript. I have a really incredible VA who assists me with editing these transcripts that are available for everybody for free. So if there's any topic, you want to have the notes, you want to have the downloadable transcripts, go there. I definitely recommend it for this episode because you may find yourself copy pasting some of what I'm going to be sharing right now. So the five ways that you can easily set boundaries are around different ways to say no to opportunities because maybe you're just unavailable. Um, Maybe you want to say yes, but you want to say yes while advocating for yourself. Maybe you're saying no now, but you're not saying no to them forever Maybe um, you don't think this is the right opportunity for you, but you have someone else in mind. And um, yeah, so just let's let's talk about this. The first way that I mentioned is maybe it's just a no, a flat out no. And you want to offer a quick and simple no to an opportunity. So someone emails you, says, you know, we'd love for you to participate in this event, this service request, this panel, this talk, fireside chat, you name it. It could be a bunch of things. And you realize, mm, I don't really want to do it, or I don't know if I have time for it, or I've got too much on my plate right now. What do you say? Here's one thing you can say. You can say, I do not have the capacity to take that on at the moment but I appreciate you for thinking of me. One thing you don't have to do is write a long message. You don't have to over-explain. This is a common fault of mine. I tend to over-explain and overshare all the time in my personal and professional life. It's really hard for me not to do it, especially as a neurodivergent person. I have a tendency of wanting to overshare. But I have learned that not everybody needs to know everything about me. And so if I want to offer a quick and simple no, it is okay to not overshare and to not say why and to just say no. And in some cases, you know, it's okay to flat out just say no, like, no, thank you. I'm not available. That's it. So I don't have the capacity to take that on at the moment. Why do I like this message? I like this message because 
Nobody else can tell you what you have or don't have the capacity to do. Nobody else is you, has your body, has your commitments. So they can't push back against this because trust me, if you're someone who is known for saying yes to a lot of things or for people pleasing, some folks might associate you as that person that is always going to say yes. And if you surprise them with a no, they might get caught off guard and they might push back a little because they're so used to having you around, having you be the person who's always there. And so if you say, I don't have the capacity for it, they can't push back against that because who are they to say what you have the capacity to do? Another script you can use is, unfortunately, I won't be able to attend. I hope it goes well, or unfortunately, I can't make it. Have a great event. And you don't even have to say, unfortunately, you can say, I'm unavailable. I won't be able to attend. I can't make it. Thanks for thinking of me. That's it. Really simple. One to two lines, a couple of words. That's it. Quick and simple note. Why do I like saying this? Because again, short and simple, and you're also wishing them good thoughts. You know, you're, you're sending well wishes. You're not just saying I'm not available and keeping it kind of curt. Uh, although it's okay to be curt or blunt. Um, but if you, you know, want, want to be a little bit more polite or considerate or conscientious uh, of their feelings, you, you send them well wishes, especially if you actually mean it. The next script you can use is, I'm maxed out at the moment, but I appreciate the opportunity. Again, you're extending your appreciation. You're saying thank you. You know, it's a way of saying thank you for thinking of me. I'm appreciative, um, but you're maxed out. No one can push back against you saying you're maxed out because they don't know what you have going on in your life. So I'm maxed out. It's really hard for people to push against that. That's why I like it. So those are uh, quick and simple no's. Now, let's say you have a scenario where you want to say yes, but it's kind of pushing against your boundaries and you're trying to find a way to compromise then you can find a way to use yes and. So you're saying yes to the opportunity and you follow it up with a way for you to advocate for yourself and your needs. So here's an example. I'd be thrilled to participate in this event and would love to hear about any compensation that will be provided. So many of us are invited to things and are expected to provide free labor and not all of us can do that. And all, not all of us are willing to do that. I know I can no longer do um, many free events anymore because I do this for a living. I get taxed at a really high rate. I'm like barely making ends meet to survive and to sustain my family. And so asking for compensation is one way that I set a boundary and that I advocate for myself. And you can do that too. If again, that's one of your boundaries. Another way you can kind of advocate for yourself is by saying, I'm interested in helping out and would love to learn about any childcare options available for student parents. So this may happen, let's say you're invited to be on a panel at a conference, or maybe you're invited to an evening event and you know you don't have childcare at that time. 
or maybe it's on a weekend. Again, no childcare. You, you know, most of us who are working parents, if we do have childcare, is it's happening during normal business hours. That's if we have any at all. Um, and so anything that falls outside of business hours, it's completely okay to ask about childcare opportunities or compensation to pay for childcare or to ask if it's possible to move the event to business hours when you will have childcare. So I like this message because not only are you advocating for yourself, but you're actually advocating for others as well. You're normalizing the fact that there are student parents out there or that there are you know folks who have kids out there and you are um, making an issue that is an institutional issue uh, more visible in the spaces that you enter. I've done this a lot of times. Most of the time they didn't have childcare. Most of the time they didn't have compensation for, um, for childcare either. And after that, I would kindly say no, say, oh, thank you so much for looking into it. I appreciate it. Unfortunately, due to a lack of childcare, I won't be able to make it, but please consider me for any events that are occurring during normal business hours. So that's the second script about saying I'd be interested and would love to know about childcare opportunities. Um, then another script that you can use when it comes to advocating for yourself as you can say, you know, wow, what a great opportunity. I actually won't be available in person, but I'd love to learn or, and I'd love to learn if there are any virtual events that I can attend. I've also done this because I've been invited um, to events in the U.S. while living in Portugal and I'm expected to travel there. There's no compensation. I'm expected to travel. And if you don't know this already, travel from Europe to the U.S. is expensive and so I've asked if there is a way that I can participate virtually. Some people say yes, some people say no, and either way it's okay because you're setting your boundary and it's up to others to see if they can work with that. And then one other way, a very, very easy way to advocate for yourself is to say, I'd be happy to help. Let me tell you what I can do. So maybe they've invited you to do something and you can say, okay, let me tell you what I can do. So they're asking you to do X, Y, and Z. And you can say, you know, I'm unable to do Z, but I can do X and Y. Or, um, you know, maybe they're inviting you to uh, serve as an organizer for an event. And you're like, oh, I'm unable to take on this leadership position, but I'm happy to volunteer on the day of, or this is what I can do. So happy to help. Let me tell you what I can do. Now let's talk about a different scenario. Let's say you've told yourself, this is a year you're really going to be firm on your boundaries because you need to prioritize a very big thing in your life. Maybe you need to prioritize dissertation writing. Maybe you need to prioritize your health. Maybe you need to prioritize a new full-time job that you got. Maybe you need to prioritize studying for your qualifying exams. Maybe you need to prioritize applying to new jobs to get out of this toxic job that you have right now. Whatever it is, there's something else that's pressing that's happening for you right now. That's making it hard for you to say yes to anything else. So in this case, you're saying no because you're saying yes to something else. So remember when you're saying every time you're saying no, 
you're saying yes to something. So if someone presents you with an opportunity that seems interesting, but you know, this is a year where you're really going to focus on your dissertation. You're saying no to them and you remind yourself because I'm saying yes to my dissertation. <laughs> and so here's something that you can say. I won't be accepting any service requests while I prioritize my dissertation writing this semester. Thank you for considering me. Um, or at this time, I can't take on any extra commitments while I focus on completing my qualifying exams. I appreciate you thinking of me. Um, here's another one. I will be on leave on those dates and won't be able to make it. And if you're comfortable, you can say the type of leave that you're going to be on. You can say, I will be on medical leave, or I will be on pregnancy leave, or I will be taking a two-week vacation. Why? You know, this is only based on your comfort levels. You don't have to overshare. But what I do selective sharing now, where if I share something is because I'm trying to normalize something. I'm trying to normalize, like I share a lot when I'm sick and my kids are sick. Because why? I am someone who is chronically ill. So illness is part of my day-to-day -day life. And being a parent, it's hard to be a parent with sick kids. And so I want to normalize. I want to shed light on that. And so I may share about that sometimes. And so if someone invites me to something and it's short notice and I'm sick, I will say, you know, unfortunately due to time restrictions and the fact that you know, I am sick or my kids are sick. I won't be able to make it this time. Please invite me to the next one. So in this case, you know, uh, I will be on leave. I will be on pregnancy leave at that time. Um, and the, or I will be on pregnancy leave around those dates. I won't be able to make it, but I'm grateful that you thought of me and please reach out to me when I return. That's it. Um, another um, circumstance or situation scenario may be where you're setting a boundary that's temporary. Maybe you're just giving someone a temporary no um, because of something that's going on right now, but you know that you want to be considered for this in the future. That's okay too. It's okay to say no and to say that it's a temporary no. How do you do this? You can say something like, uh, this is one if if it's like setting a boundary with family member, you can tell them, I won't be able to attend any big family events until June. I appreciate your support and understanding. Let's make plans to get together then. This way, if your family member is understanding, supportive, um, respect your boundaries, they'll know, okay, I'm not going to invite them to anything between now and June, but also I miss them. So I'll start to plan something to do with them in July or whatever the date is. Um, another temporary no script that you can use is saying, I'm completely booked for conferences this year, but let's make plans to form a panel for next year's conference. So maybe you're overbooked and it's okay to say that. Um, another thing you can say is I'm wrapping up an experiment this quarter and I'm at capacity, but please reach out next quarter when I'll have more time. So again, sometimes these are temporary no's. Uh, there are moments in our life when we have more room to breathe and we're willing to say yes a little bit more. And so depending on the opportunity, you may want to indicate that it's temporary um, because it's something you would like to participate in in the future, something you would like to do in the future. 
And then the last um, scenario that I want to talk about is a scenario where maybe this opportunity isn't great for you. Maybe it's not good for you at this time, but you genuinely have someone else in mind and you want to uplift them. You want to share the wealth, share the opportunities. You want to open up opportunities for them. I love this um, as a scenario because I'm always really grateful when other people mention my name somewhere and they say, oh, I'm not, you know, maybe someone says that they're not available for academic coaching and editing and they send a client over my way. That's awesome. Or vice versa. Sometimes I'm at capacity and can't take on any additional clients. And I will say like, unfortunately, I'm at capacity. Um, I'm not taking clients at this moment. But here are a few trusted editors who I recommend or trusted coaches who I recommend. And um, it's great because you're supporting each other. Same goes with, you know, any other opportunity. If it's a speaking opportunity, if it's conference opportunity, organizing opportunity, teaching opportunity, maybe it's not good for you, but it might be great for someone else who is looking to get this type of experience. And so what kind of, um, oh, actually, before I start with the scripts, please, please, please make sure that if you're giving someone a person's name and contact information, that you ask them in advance, that you ask them if it's okay for you to share their name and contact information. The only exception is if you're referring someone to a service and they have a website for it. So if you're referring someone, as an example, to my academic coaching services, you don't have to email me and say, is it okay if I recommend you and your services to my friend? You can just send them my website. That's fine. But if it's something else where you're giving someone's name and someone's email, um, it's best to ask. So ask first if they say, yeah, sure, send them my info, then go ahead and do that. And you can say that. You can say, you know, I wish I could make it, but I'm unavailable at this time. I'm happy to reach out to my network and see if someone else can go in my absence. Or I'm going to reach out to a friend and get back to you. Um, another thing you can say is, thanks so much for considering me. I'm unable to accept any new mentees or clients at this time but I know someone who might be able to help you. Please reach out to them at and give their info. Um, or you can say, that sounds like a great opportunity. Although I'm unavailable, I know the perfect person who can help. And ideally, this is if you already asked that person, that person is interested and have said yes, you know, send them my info. So these are five ways and lots of different scripts around how to say no, and how to set boundaries. Again, I am offering them because I have not seen a lot of information out there, whether it's through um, trade presses, whether it's through blogs, whether it's through podcasts, whether it's through social media platforms that actually share the how-to, actually share the scripts for what to say to set boundaries. And I know that can be anxiety inducing for some of us. So I hope that you can exercise one or more of these scripts throughout the year. And again, download the transcript if you find it helpful. And then the other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to add a link in the show notes to one article that I did find helpful. 
It's, let me pull it up really quick so I can give the exact title. It's called 21 Ways to Give Good No um, by Christine Carter. This is from 2014, believe it or not. It's a little outdated, um, but the examples that are offered, the 21 different ways are actually quite helpful. So I'm going to link that in my show notes today. And that's it for this week. I hope you all are enjoying your start of the year. I believe this is going to get released at the end of January. So this is a good time to continue setting your goals, reinforcing your boundaries, and really prioritizing the things that matter most to you. All right, y'all. I'll talk to you all next time. Thanks so much for joining me in the Grad School Femtoring Podcast. If you liked what you heard, here are three ways you can support the show. The first is to make sure you're subscribed and leave a review of the podcast. If you leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, you become eligible for a free half-hour coaching session with me. Yes, that's right. One free session. Once you leave a review, you can email me a screenshot and I'll send you a link to sign up. The second way to show your love is to get yourself a copy of my free 15-page grad school femtoring kit, which includes resources on research, organization, grad school, and career prep. Go to gradschoolfemtoring.com slash kit to get it today. The third and last way to support my show is to follow me on social media. I am on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and occasionally TikTok with the handle at Grad School Fan Touring. Thanks again and until next time.